for having me. Good son of a bitch. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the Fat Freaks Podcast number 25. How's everyone doing? And by everyone, I mean my wonderful guest over here to my right. Can you say hello to everyone, wonderful guest? Yes. My name is Julian, and as of right now, they refer to me as Julian the Last Baron. No, wait. <laughs> Bizarre. All right, as you could tell, um, so you may not have heard this voice before, but he's been a voice uh, in my voice for many years. Yeah. He's been a voice in my heart. This yeah. is my friend Julian, and uh, if you've been on my YouTube, you may actually have seen him and his uh, very intricate and artistic viewpoints on Silent Hill Downpour. Yeah, and my... <laughs> <laughs> my recovery from depression his up. will to die yeah. was was uh, captured in downpour but yeah Misery. no julian julian's been a really close friend of mine for a while and we'll see how far that goes uh with his inclusion into the podcast mm-hmm. um we're thinking of naming him what he, he came up with julian the czar yeah you know what i mean it's kind of curt D- do you want to explain to the audience where, where you got it from or was it just literally out of nowhere because i think i know where you got it from i mean just okay uh, <laughs> you could explain it. You want me to? Yeah, I, do. I don't remember the band. I might get the band wrong. I think it's Mastodon. Am yeah, I wrong? Mastodon. Okay, okay. Because there's a, a Mastodon as the aforementioned band. Uh, Mastodon made a song called uh, "The Last Baron." Oops, mm-hmm. I mean the Czar. The Czar. <laughs> and we were thinking of using one or the other, and they both kind of describe someone in power, right? Is that kind of weird? Mm, yeah. Is, I, I is that a common the, theme of Mastodon? I don't think so. <laughs> so, hello everyone. If in case you're wondering, uh, the sudden shift to music that is slightly intentional because we do intend on having a little bit of a, a music uh, discussion on mm-hmm. the side. Mm-hmm. I want to do like a, a separate show of music stuff, but I don't think we're prepared enough for that. So I figured, you know what, with Julian's inclusion, the Czar's inclusion, yeah. we might as well just touch base with a couple music things. Because yeah. honestly, Julian and I just go ham on talking about music for literally hours and it'll be like the same song and we'll just be talking about parts of it we'll talk about the texture the taste the smell yeah and we and i figured like i I can't do that with everyone so if i record it and put it online maybe we'll find people who know what the fuck we're talking about yeah so anyway um starting it out i guess you just mentioned mastodon just to begin with because you actually showed me mastodon Mm mm-hmm um, I think the first Mastodon song I ever heard was uh, probably well, it's Colony of Birchman. Was it? A, was it a colony Every, of everyone hears Colony. Everyone hears Colony of Birchman first. It was on yeah. the radio. It was on rock band. It makes sense, and that's fine. It's a good song. But uh, what really hooked me is when we were in uh, what was it? Weight training class. Mm-hmm. When we were, we were you know getting buff, and you showed me Leviathan. Yeah. Or no, not Leviathan. Oh, Sea Beast. Sea Beast is your jam. Sea like, Beast uh, is on Leviathan, so right? So it's on Leviathan. Yeah, and and you showed me Sea Beast specifically, and I was like, oh shit, why do I like this song I so much? I, I, still to this day, I, I don't know why it hooked you in so much. Like, That's the I, thing. That's the thing. And you know what? This has happened again and recently with another song. Uh, <laughs> happened multiple times. No, there's okay. So we're just gonna go straight into it. Okay, this is one of my <laughs> wait, topics. Wait, wait, why don't you do a little taste of Sea Beast and maybe talk about it? All right. Well, wait to show. Okay, yeah. I guess yeah, good point. Let me. Give him like a, well, right now I have my my in the afternoon clip well lined we, up, but we, I guess I can do this. If one If we now. reference a couple songs, maybe we should you know put up a little. Yeah, so preview and just, you know, audience, I know this is a little bit experimental. This episode probably doesn't sound super well formatted. And guess what? It isn't. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we were doing a little we're trying to get this new system in um, with the studio where I can incorporate 
sounds off my computer. Oh, well, it would help if I, you know, recorded on that end, wouldn't it? <laughs> that wouldn't work. Okay, so here's uh, here's a little bit of Sea Beast real quick. Yeah. I'm already in love. All right, and that's as much as I can play without copyright <laughs> issues. <laughs> I don't know how much we can actually play, but I, I want to play. I want to play like um, the the part that I like a lot, the real hook. quick. A little psychedelic. Me Very psychedelic. Catman's voice. It's a really damn good so, song. So, I know that was a very small snippet. I'm trying to see what I can get away with on Spotify right now. And yeah. if for whatever reason it gets taken down, you know why. But yeah. uh, he mentioned Catman. And, Catman. and our, our listeners may not understand why we call him Catman, even though they just heard his voice right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's because the lead singer of this band tends to moan like a cat while he's, he's got a tendency to sound. <laughs> so, I mean, that is he he's the main lead singer, correct? Because I know the drummer sings a bit, too. There's two. There's two. I know, because there's, there's two singers. Who's the other singer? Uh, the bassist. The bassist, His name's not the Troy. Drummer. Okay. He does more of those, like, um, um, uh, the yells? hard edge yells. That yeah. You like. The hardcore. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, that guy. And the lion can't, slicer. can't do that. Y- yeah. Okay. So, they, but they make. I like that because you have two different vocal styles. Yeah. That you could play around with. Having one singer is great when you want to have like an identity as a band mm-hmm. and have like one specific tone. But if you have multiple singers, you could mm-hmm. like you know sound like two bands <laughs> <laughs> you have different textures in this song fuck yeah. you listen to queens of the stone age and songs for the deaf right yeah and it's like you, you hear the first track is, is troy mm-hmm. singing it with oh uh, yeah i love that oh god it's I not six that. shooter um, does he open um, up is it six shooter that's it's not six up? shooter no, no millionaire it, yeah, yeah, yeah um but, it, but it's not called millionaire isn't it? It's make you make me feel. Oh no! No, no, I mean, I, it may not be worth anything, but I feel like a millionaire. I, I, ain't, I ain't worth a dime, or something like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna search a like millionaire a, like a on Spotify. Millionaire. <laughs> but anyway, that song yeah. starts out with Troy, and it's it's not Hami who's like the main singer of that nope. band. So it kind of hits you. And the thing is, Troy brings like this hard edge to it that Hami can't replicate at all. His is voice that is the only smooth. dynamic? Uh, Having between- a soft singer and then a hard edge singer. Well. It's perfect because that album's going for like a, a radio desert feel. And then mm. Hami brings in the Elvis. While, <laughs> while, You're right, though. <laughs> while the bassist, I forget his name, brings in kind of like that driving mm. on the highway, freeway, hard music. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. He gives it that edge. He gives it that primal Something energy. That Hami can't, Hami really can't do. do primal can't energy. Do I don't think I've ever heard him like yell. No, he's, he's never strained singer. his voice. I've always kind of called Hami a crooner. Croner. A cro- croner? Croning? I thought it was croon. No. Like crooning, like it was an old 50s term. No, like crone? Like an old crone? That's yeah. not correct. I don't think so. Think it's croning. <laughs> you kind of go like... All right, yeah, vote like, on your phones uh, whether or not it's crooning uh, or croning or whatever the hell it's called. But Hami doesn't yell, all right? And that's why you got someone else to yell for him. Yeah. But then you have the flip side of that. You look at Slipknot. And that guy could do both. Mm-hmm. To the point where I thought it was two different guys in this six to eight person band. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. that sing. But no, it's just the one guy. <laughs> That's a lot of work for him. 
Like, <laughs> I, if it's so bizarre, the structure of I know we're really off the map, like in terms of topics, to but but the main stuff. focus has been multiple singers, you yeah. know what? And that that is a, a random topic that just came up, and we're fucking rolling with it. Multiple singers, but, but okay. It's weird with I got him a band because after this one. there's like fucking eight ba- eight band members in Slipknot. Right? Or was it nine? You know more about Slipknot than I do. I know there's there's a lot of them. I think there's like eight or nine fucking Slipknot members. I may be wrong, but I know it's more than the standard four or five for a band. Oh, yeah, yeah, they and have like a lot. three of them are drummers. Yep. <laughs> like But you know, I think What structure is this? I think it's kinda like they all they hit success together and they just keep them around just so they could all get a little bit of a cut of the money for being well, I, a successful band. I mean, it's band. probably not... It's like taking in, care of your friends. Yeah, but it's not entirely like, you know... Um, I mean, there's one that just kind of... They kinda, do stuff. They record. smacks a... A, a trash a, can. A, no, no, no. It's a beer keg. Um, No, no, no. A, a beer keg? Yeah. That's what he... he goes, when I you thought get it that, was a trash, ba- no, a no, trash no, no, no. can. A, a, a trash can can't make that sound. Dong. It's a beer keg. Oh. They're holding it up as these handles. It's a beer keg. Okay. Well, you know what? He plays that beer keg better than anyone else who's played a beer I think keg. He's so, the only one that plays a beer but keg. But then you know what? <laughs> he's the best at it yeah, by exactly. default. Yeah. So you know what? You don't you don't have two different beer keg players to get two different tones of beer ke- kegging like the vocalists that we were talking about. You know what I mean? Uh, he, but that's but my go, point. Wait, 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 but going back to uh-huh. multiple vocalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you done with? Slipknot? No, no. Go for it. Yeah. Um, Arcade Fire. You have the is net, that you, two you, singers? We have the singer and you have the girl singer. Um, because she she sings as well. She oh, she kind of does the French lines. I didn't in the realize songs. she was um that reoccurring. I just know in the songs that I listen. No, she to, has songs where she sings alone. Just oh, her. yeah. I didn't know that at oh, all. Okay. And Arcade Fire is fucking awesome. Yeah, Arcade Fire is really fire. Oh, Am I right, Fortniteers? Flame on. <laughs> Fuck yes. Um, and by the way, we've we've gone ten minutes in, and we didn't even cover any news. Uh, l- let me go ahead. Do you and want just... to jump to news? Yeah, yeah. Let me just knock them out music? really quick. Because okay. believe it or not, my my friend the czar over here um, does play video juegos. Yeah. He he's not a a noob as the kids would call him. Um, not yet anyway. <laughs> We're getting depends there. on what game I'm playing. But either way, uh, we have a little bit of video game news. Really, not a lot. Is the new PS5 logo? Yeah. What do you it's think? It's just a PS5 logo. Um, someone on VG Box Art revealed it years ago. I'm sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, I will tell you what I do think about these upcoming consoles. Mm. Kind of worried for PlayStation. Really? Yeah. Why? They don't seem like. Uh, oh, they haven't released coffee. a lot of information, but they have given us no reason to really be excited for the ps5 except because you owned a ps4 mm-hmm. which is not really a good thing you kind of want like more information to kind of go like what are we changing up what are we doing but microsoft has actually been um dropping a lot of information on the xbox one x mm-hmm. xbox series x yeah i was gonna say it's some other weird name. yeah and they're, and they're, they're doing a lot to um what's the word i'm trying to well, say at least promote it is that what you're trying to say? Like, there's at least some sort of because I guess Sony not, feels not comfortable, it, not but to give us to? Some, like to bring in new ideas, bring in a new aspects, something to be excited for. Because if the PS5 is just going to be a stronger PS4, there's mm-hmm. nothing to be excited about, right? You know what I'm saying? Apparently, what I read, and again, everything is subject to rumor by this point, but it's like mm-hmm. apparently it's focusing on backwards compatibility. And at one point, I'm about like the, the, the Xbox PS5, Series no, X? the PS5. 
the Xbox Series X has been doing backwards. Com- well, the Xbox One X has been doing that for a while now. You can mm. play Xbox original games, Xbox 360 games on it right now. Mm. You just have to go back. You have to go into the Xbox store and just buy it and you can play these older games. Mm-hmm. So they've already set up like an infrastructure where you can play all these older games and they're doing a better job than Sony. Sony so far, they, they've been talking about in doing backwards compatibility. Area, yeah. And that in, in terms of re-releasing older content for sure, because just Sony doesn't, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the negligence of that automatically and makes Xbox win. That's the biggest detriment about Sony. They really need to bring backwards compatibility with the PS1, PS2, well, PS3, well, apparently the PS5, and the PS4. Apparently the PS5 is going to go that far back. It's and, a, but how much are they going to charge? What's the system? They're yeah, not yeah. just going to give it to What's us. What's the gimmick? What's the gimmick? Yeah. What are you? How are you going to sell it to us? Everyone's already talking about like, oh man, I can't wait to play my PS2 games. And I'm like, sure, but what fucking subscription shit do I have to sign on? Well, Is it going to be per system? Is it going to be some stupid bullshit like that? Who knows? As far as I'm concerned, I don't own an Xbox, but as far as I'm concerned on the Xbox One X... All you gotta do is just buy the game on the store, and that's it. There's no subscription well, you can do that with nothing. PlayStation Now, or not in PlayStation Now, but no, you no, can do no, that on PlayStation. You can at this do that moment. on PlayStation, but you never know; they might incorporate a subscription service or include mm-hmm. it into PlayStation Now. Well, yeah, but they, that's the thing they did, but with PlayStation Three and uh, shit okay. like that. So, yeah. I mean, in the end, I would just like to hear more games about it. We could like. But you know what's weird? By the end of 2000, by the end of this decade, I would never believe that the Switch was the most solid console in terms of like just doing its own thing, having good games and being accessible Mm -hmm. without having, well, PS4 did a lot of good games this year. I'm not going to lie. But there was, of course, some other like. I think there was just more enthusiasm for the Switch. I just think other companies like EA and and, and uh, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and shit, they don't release as much on the Switch. Yeah. So maybe it's just not as annoying because of that. And yet. not only that, like I think um, Sony has its types of games where it does mm-hmm. a lot of third-person, story-based action games, while mm-hmm. Nintendo tends to do multiple genres and give you something to be excited about. Right. Like you had... Um, they also do more focus projects as well. Like, they're not, because uh, a lot of Sony games, oh, well, a lot of Sony, a lot of PlayStation games and, and even Xbox are trying to be sequels. They're trying to continue yeah. something. Whereas Nintendo is Which always I like, I get tired of that. <laughs> this is Zelda, but it's, you know, made out of clay. This is Yoshi, but yarn. You know, mm-hmm. it is, it's like a concept album, if we could swing it back to music a little. Yeah. It, you have a focus and then you work around it as opposed mm. to, we got to pull out the next game. Uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, fucking Singapore. What? vagina here we go what are nintendo's like new ips do they have the newest ips like new there are there are um because that was my biggest criticism of nintendo back in the day i just felt like we're gonna keep on getting mario zelda and uh, we are and we totally still are um there are some new ips but i don't really think they're as big you know what it is then it's the third party support from like japanese developers and actually a lot of american developers are getting on the switch too I want to say really quick, and I'm going to, no one really, you know, it's not going to get as much attention, but there is a game on Steam, which is now getting released on the Switch, called uh, Later Alligator, Mm -hmm. and it's a random plug, but I saw the gameplay art style of it, and it's so, 
it's I fell in love. It's adorable. It's 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 really cute and very well animated. And I was like, holy shit, I love this art style. What does it remind me of? And I remembered it's made by the guy that did the old Batman Piderman cartoons. Do you remember that? Ba- Batman what? Batman Piderman. No. I don't okay. Know about that. It, it's this like uh sloppily it's not sloppily animated but they move very sloppily and it's very fluid in the animation Mm -hmm. and i used to love those and then i found out he made a game and it's this game and i was like oh cool i i voted for it for like a steam award thing look up how it looks like the art but um it's really smooth oh you want to watch batman i should look up the game no we could look up whatever you don't have to look it up now i was just saying that his game on steam just got picked up for the switch uh, later alligator okay and uh it, it's like a point and click adventure it's it's not anything giant but it's all hand animated hand drawn and it's beautiful i think it's really cute and i'm just happy it's on the switch you know mm-hmm. i just think nintendo's cool for opening the door for games like that but then you also have things like speech simulator that's also coming out for the switch and you're like oh no speech simulator it, it, it just looks weird that's all i'll say anyway um so, uh, I have a couple of other things I want to mention. We're going to mm-hmm. swing it back to music, unless you want to, you know... You can look up the later alligator thing later. It's not that big... <laughs> <laughs> no, I looked it up. I saw uh, it. it. It's not, you know, edgy or really super detailed, but when you see it in well, fluid motion, it. it's the guy... I'll show you. On his Twitter, he has, like, these little animated vignettes, mm-hmm. and I'm just blown away. They're, like, four seconds long, and mm-hmm. he loops them, mm-hmm. and it's, like, a perfect animation loop. Mm-hmm. And I just keep looking at it, like... Wow, <laughs> that's so well done yeah. <laughs> for like four seconds. I get you. Um, anyway, but to swing it back to music, I wanted to uh, take this moment of having um, Julian on the podcast uh, to finally confront him with this. But I kind of am a little bit mad mm-hmm. at you Why? a little bit because mm-hmm. um, I started going through my music and Spotify releases like a, a best of year end thing, like okay. top 100 Right. Things you've listened to throughout the year. Okay. The first, I want to say like 30 of them are all songs you suggested to me. <laughs> and then I start thinking like, well, damn, I mean, I suggested songs for him too, right? And I'm like, I don't think he's ever gone back to me and been like, oh, that song, that song's really good. I've been listening to uh, Far East and the... Uh, really uh, far east for the trees far east for the trees okay not a lot but, but like, i mean you, you know, were you were probably to gonna hit up desert sessions eventually it's yeah, not like yeah, oh we're talking yeah, about yeah. desert sessions yes yeah okay but but you, like you want to tell them about desert, like give them a little background but hold on these okay. these were the songs in case okay, you okay, guys okay. were wondering um it, first one the most recent one in the afternoon oh fuck it well uh yeah, well, we'll i'm sorry that. like i think that's a song that anybody i show that song to they should like it that's a song you should just like in, in my the, opinion it's by mgmt i forgot to mention for people who are listening yeah, in the MGMT. afternoon by mgmt mm-hmm. I, I the first time i heard it well actually you sent me a text being like hey mgmt put out a new song and i'm like oh that's cool i mean i only really like like three or four songs off of another album so i mean i'll give it a shot and i listen to it i'm like hey wait this sounds familiar <laughs> Oh God! This is like Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh God! This is awesome. Oh, and then I just on loop yeah, in yeah, the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening too. to it like crazy. Yeah, 
it's so good it's really that good and then really i incorporated is. i was like you know what i can't listen to the exact same song over and over yeah, again so you too went much. into i went back into mgmt yeah exactly and then you went into um time spent looking at my phone yes that yeah. was the, i found that by chance because I, I went you know what let me go back to the other album and yeah. I, I refound a song they have a song called ts l mp yes on my phone at no, on my on my phone. At, no, spent looking at my phone. Time spent looking. You're right, but why would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Time spent looking at my phone. Time spent looking. It is an A. Never mind. It is because <laughs> anyway, it's lamp. It's lamp. You're a lamp to, to, to slamp. slamp to slamp. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're talking about MGMT for anyone who wants to look it up. Um, but yeah, do, no. Do you want to? Yeah. Maybe when describe. You those like the sound songs, they have the sound yeah well before we go into mgmt i gotta list off the others i, I had a point I okay swear. we'll get back we're, to we're it. getting we're getting back because well, that is another topic as yeah. well so we'll get mm-hmm. back into that don't worry but the other songs and if anyone wants to also hear the songs that julian turned no, me on this this is the music you've been listening to for the year right yeah for okay. the entire year so they can know your top songs for the oh, year. oh that's also on my discord it's yeah. an available thing for my stream viewers okay <laughs> bone king tv slash tv bone king tv <laughs> anyway um so that one fucking into the sea baroness oh yeah I don't, and that with that one in particular, you like that one more than I do. Weirdly enough, I thought I had heard that album already, and then when we played Clone Hero, you were like, "You know, it'd be a cool song, Into the Sea. Let's do that one." Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, I don't remember that. Let's do it." And as we're playing it, you're like, "This is cool, right?" And I'm going, "Fuck, I really like this. Like, <laughs> shit. Oh man, no, wait, shit. The harmony in that fucking song. How is, does it go again?" It's, it does something. Oh, it, it kind of grabs your heart a little bit. There's a, there's a yes, because there's such. That's the harmony that does it, that. It's coming out of like his soul as he sings. He's it. not a great singer, the lead no, singer, no, Baroness. No, he's not, but, but he's, he is there a second singer or is it just him? I think it's just um, him. I think it's just li- him. In no, there. when he records, it's just him. But when it's live, he has someone like a a, a backup singing singer. with him. Yeah, to kind of give like an echoey effect. Well, because he can't do both at the same time. Exactly. Honestly. But in that song, he starts out without the harmony. Which I mean, every good song does, and then it adds the harmony yes. afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it does, there's this guitar, and I know I'm just making guitar sounds with my mouth, yeah. but it's a constant stream of notes. What, why'd you give him a little uh, taste of the intro? You, you're, uh, God. Uh, <laughs> see, the reason is I need to have like next time we do the show, we need to have the songs that we feel like we're gonna touch. That's pretty improv and, and have it like, um, it's okay. They could wait. No, they can't. You you need to distract them. On their oh, it's called March to the Sea, not March Into the, the sea. sea. Duh. The guitar part right there. When it punches like that, yeah. the harmony comes in at that point, and, and it's the drums such are just huge... like crash, crash, yeah, exactly. crash, 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 crash. It's so it's such a big uplifting emotional thing that is yeah. so. I don't think Baroness does that usually. Mm. I don't. I don't remember that in any of the other songs. He, he no, does have a tendency to do that kind of oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. That's his vocals to almost every song, yeah. which is fine. It works. It does. But in but this one, it really works. There's some sort of vocal thing. And mm-hmm. then the last one I want to bring up 
And the one you mentioned earlier that was like, oh, yeah, in the afternoon, I could show anyone that song and they'll like it. Yeah. I feel that way about this song right here. Losing You by Boy Pablo. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, it's, it wasn't my number one, but it really should have been. Yeah. You know, uh, again, I don't listen to Boy Pablo that much, but I, I heard them. I showed... Did I show you that one? Yes. Oh, okay. Every song we're talking about right now is a song you turned me on to. And then I went, oh, that's cool. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. No. Oh, God. This is... I swear, You really like Boy Pablo, though. I swear that song is an S-rank song to me. You think so? Yes. And we, we have this discussion about what an S-rank song is. Because mm-hmm. there there aren't going to be many. But what we'd consider... Well, no. There's as plenty close of, to perfect plenty as you can get. There's S-rank s-rank songs it's s-rank albums right that there right aren't that many that's of. the problem yeah like a whole album like can we rate like, it by sang- song only i don't know yeah 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 because there's of plenty of, like for instance um in mgmt's uh is the album called when you die yeah or, or no, it's no little dark age little dark age i think there's only like maybe three three really really good songs one s-rank one uh-huh and the rest is like a an A and a B. I want to say when you die is S, but it's not. There's one part that makes me not have. For an me, S it's rank. an S. I love like I love that yeah. song to death. Don't get me wrong. It's just when he changes uh, yeah. tone for when you, you yeah, die yeah, yeah. and the laughing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I get it. I'm it's still a into bridge. it at that point, but you kind of you kind of fade out of it. Like, you had such a nice melancholy mood, and then it turns yeah. into silly for a second, and then goes straight back into the melancholy. So I'm fine. You it's, you you've know been, you've always been a little bit less into the. Proggy aspects. Of, it's not even prog. I'm very much into prog. And yeah. Weird. Well, what song stuff. was I doing right now? You were doing. It's a Mastodon song that does it. Um, wow. Was it not the last Baron? Yeah, it is the last Baron. Yeah, it is, it the, is last the last Baron. Baron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that one little bit ruins it for me. I love the entire rest of the song, but it's just this one cutaway. You have this whole entire groove going, and then all right, everyone stop. Like, what is this? <laughs> they just just imagine it like they incorporate a little bit of jazz in there. That's all. In in my heavy metal song, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's fine. You're a prog band. Actually, there's a lot of bands that incorporate jazz into heavy metal, so yeah. never mind. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? Yeah. Um <laughs> honestly, I think I I think metal is just really loud jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, with a sort of different distortion on it. Yeah. It's like a different filter. Honestly, yeah, it, it's also classic classical music. Well, it branches just on blast because rock and jazz—they're all just bass genres that lead into mixtures and hybrids of other genres, and it's yeah. it's the Ouroboros mm-hmm. of of music. So, what were your top fives again? Just for the- um, no, just it was in the afternoon. MGMT. It wasn't my top five. But these are the songs that you suggested for oh, me. Oh, okay. Uh, Losing you, boy, Pablo, and March uh, to the Sea with fucking oh, Baroness. And I just yeah. I, I got mad because I was like, I really wish I could give you a song. You have. A long time ago, it was like what Deer Hunter, maybe Deer years Hunter ago? for sure. Years ago, Deer Hunter. Um, you reintroduced me into Queens of the Stone Age, but yeah, but I only I guess. like at that time I only listened to like maybe like two. You knew like no one knows and um one other one. I remember I had that album the when I was a kid, but yeah. I didn't realize what I had. Wait, you had songs for the deaf when yeah. you were younger, really? Yeah, yeah. oh, I had songs for the deaf, but Did I didn't realize that I had songs for the deaf. If you have, you still oh, have the so CD, young, I'll no, buy it. Like I, I lost my CD. I want it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it anymore. But then, like, you reintroduced it to me, and I got really into. Yeah, it's actually funny because guy. I went through like a huge Radiohead phase 
and then like, I got and then you got into it like years after and I was like oh yeah it was like it was like talking to someone who had visited like a different like a state that you went to yeah and I was like oh you went on vacation there oh so did I did yeah, you go exactly. into this oh yeah, that's yeah, cool yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and I don't know it was a real it was a neat moment mm-hmm. I'll tell you what um so I think we should take a little quick break okay that way we can refresh give the audience a chance to refresh get everyone a chance to set their playlist to repeat <laughs> for the for the music podcast no? um in the meantime if you guys want to listen to a couple songs it's mgmt's the album the, the artist is mgmt the album is little dark age top I would, songs I, why, why if we're gonna keep pushing these same fucking three no, songs gonna, i want to if i'm gonna push one if you're gonna go on the break real quick i mean the break is gonna be two seconds for all them. right let me pu- let me push the one i'm gonna push okay when you die that's all right the name of the song it's a good song that's all i'm gonna push fucking good song and in it's the afternoon okay lobby boy hello everyone this is the masterful dude of doodliness the face that runs the place the host with the most adrian mike was and you're listening to the fan freaks podcast hosted by the fan freaks facebook group the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there, be square. And we're back. Hi. How was your break? Did you enjoy it? I'm broke. Wow, you've been broken. Well, pardon me. We we, we took the break to uh, show each other a couple of quick songs here or there as we do and hopefully to bring it up on the podcast. But here's yeah. the thing. Here's the deal. Um... All the stuff we were talking about were essentially stuff on my list anyway, like on my my top 2019 mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. I was like, we should do like a year end thing of the yeah. stuff we've been listening to. But that's pretty much what we're doing anyway. So oh. it's just like, <laughs> forget that noise. We're on, we're on um, the right. We're on the right track. Yes, uh, I, I wanted to mention two quick things. Okay. Um, one, uh, we I was looking through my my recent liked songs and I I refound Tattoo on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You remember Tattoo? Uh, they they were a, a, all the things she said. All the things yes, she said, they were a Russian um, pop band. Uh, they had that very popular song. This all the things she said. Is not enough. enough. She says yeah. enough. Okay. Ooh wah wah. Yeah. Ooh wah wah in the background. What? Mother looking at me. Tell me what do you see? Yes, I've lost my mind. Huh. <laughs> I don't know Russian. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I don't speak Russian. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I was listening to them and I thought for, I was like, yeah, I used to listen to this all the time back then, you know? Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy how it came from Russia all the way over here. And then it I thought for like a second, I was like, wait, they were kind of like an openly gay pop band in Russia. Mm-hmm. And even back then. You know what I mean? And then I was just thinking compared to how I knew them as like some sort of like, you know, they were a pop band. They they had one very big hit, but they never really took off that much in America. And that was it. Yeah. But then now as an adult and seeing all the stuff that like goes on in Russia and how they're handling the kind of, you know, the issue, uh, the homosexual mishandling, mishandling, misconduct over there. Um, you know, Rammstein did the kiss for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and speaking of Tattoo and Rammstein, actually did a lot of songs together. Yeah, they have a song. They have like an album together. Which, I know they have a specific w- song. They have a song. The song me. Moscow is is Rammstein Russian or German? I thought they were German, They're right? German. So it was a German and Russian crossover band or mm-hmm. album. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. And Tattoo was featured on the song Moscow. Yes, Moscow. 
Rasnaish or whatever the hell. Yeah, they do a little singing chant. You know how Ramshan is. So I just wanted to basically say what I would have should have said as as a younger child that tattoo. Good job having some balls on that. Fucking that's some sol- solid shit. Yeah. You keep kissing in the rain and showing Russia what for. <laughs> that was the music video. No, they were, like, I know, kissing I know. in the rain and the the. the I went like that. I, I made a face because of what I was thinking. What? Oh no! <laughs> is, is it not podcast friendly? I hope they're still around. Oh, I God, I hope so. I don't know if they're still making music, but we'll see. Um, and the last thing I want to mention because it's a really quick band thing, and then feel free to jump in on one of yours. Um, but the Dillinger Escape Plan. Okay. Um, you showed they me a song. Up. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I had no idea about yeah. that. This just in: <laughs> the Dillinger Escape Plan. <laughs> Has escaped, I yeah. guess. It yeah. worked. They escaped. They, they initiated the plan. They in- <laughs> All the planning has finally come to a yeah. head, and they escaped Dillinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were... I didn't know how popular they were, but they really, like, um, brought a different sound in Prague mm. to the metal scene. Right, right. And that's what they're known for, and they're, and they're kind of adored for it. Yeah, and I, the reason why I wanted to bring them up is... And now I kind of feel bad bringing it up like this, but I went back into their backlog. Okay. And the song you showed me, uh, One of Us is the Killer, yeah, is the only song they have that sounds like that. Yes. They have other songs that are They're a completely nothing, different do- uh, genre. Yeah, because like, it's, it's hardcore. Yeah. Like, prog metal. So I guess I just wasn't expecting that. Oh, you thought they were like a... Maybe like a new metal group. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> that, that song kind of sounds singer, like a new metal song. The singer is a very talented singer. He yeah, can he do is, very yeah, yeah. um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's funky vocals. That, that song is an outlier of the genre they're usually in. I, I kind of really hope that singer comes out with another band and keeps doing things band. like that. If be. so, someone please tell me because I really yeah. do like that song, but. When you like I go it for to the, the singer, right? It's just that one part. No, the band itself. I love the way it What's escalates. What's the one part again? When he yells at the end? The, is that, in that... the air we tried to breathe. Yeah. And the whole yeah. band like staggers with yeah, it. Yeah. Very well done. And there's a harmony right after that that's very well done. But every other song on the album is hardcore, like oh, yeah. death metal. And it's like, oh, okay <laughs> what do they call that and that's fine not, there's nothing wrong with death metal but i just wasn't expecting uh, it's it. not death metal or is it it wasn't death metal oh god someone's gonna kill me it's screamo alternative blend mixture thank you very much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's know, something like that it's, it's something, something core it's scream core. it's metal core metal core shit I might, core. I might even get that wrong oh no we've been crucified on our prototype episode there's death core Fuck. i don't really know what the core shit means anyways you're not hardcore enough i'm sorry yeah. anyway that was it uh for dillager escape plan do you have a, a band you want to bring up car bomb okay i think wait Barb showed me Car Bomb. Yeah, because Barb showed me Car Bomb. Oh, God. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Barb, you'll know well, that you, you showed it, both of us Car Bomb. If you like um, really experiment. Okay. no, He calls it, it noise. Like no, the genre noise. It's it's, Or is, does he not call Car Bomb noise? Or was that Daughters? No, no, no. Maybe Daughters. I don't um, remember. But anyway, so the music is like it's, it's math metal mixed with death metal mixed with a little bit of of harmony that you would probably get from like uh deaf tones because that's mm. been quoted and the thing is that the 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 guitarist writes all the music mm-hmm. and he's like a computer scientist <laughs> his lead singer is a computer scientist who does uh work on satellite 
Uh, like he like programs. Wait, for the so you're talking about like that. actual scientists? Yeah, like they're scientists, and they're still scientists who make so much money doing what they do. This is like a project they do on the side. Oh God! It, to to just kind of like uh, like they don't have to make music to um, to survive. They're to doing survive. it, so they make their music as experimental as possible because they want to make music that they like, and they don't have to create a song to sell. Right. And and before we lose anyone, because I know some people even turn their heads at the idea of math rock being a genre, because they're just like, what do, what does that even mean, math rock? And it's just kind of like. Well, you you take a more mathematical approach to how you write the music. Mm-hmm. So when you say it has math rock elements, I hope you enjoyed that yawn. Yeah, it uh, has good. math rock elements. It's basically structured very. It's mathematically. very structured, and and they they take into account timing and they try to change it up a lot mm-hmm. while playing with timing a lot. Because so I guess that's the, that's the point of math rock. My favorite math rock band is Battles. So how would you compare Battles to something like to um? I was about to say daughters. Well, uh, Car bomb. They both have like the the essence of trying to play with your ear. Uh huh. But do you need b- to listen to it in stereo? Is like the only way. What do you mean in stereo? What do you mean with your ear? Like left right channel stuff? Like or that's just the specifically... entire point. Is no 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 no. Uh, okay. So yeah, sometimes they can do like left right channel stuff, but the thing is like the the goal is to stimulate the mind to try to stay on track and mm-hmm. learn the song and sit on it and kind of like really absorb it. Right. And that's what I feel like the whole entire point of like math rock or math metal is. And mm-hmm. and the difference between the two is that one takes a more harder edge to it, which I like. I like things that sound heavy. Mm-hmm. And the other one takes a more, uh, a brighter, brighter. I think, I think um, battles is like a really bright sound. It, it's Everything not they as use, um, it's, oppressive of an atmosphere. It sounds, it sounds abstract as if they took like well, things in your room and started playing battles, around with it. Battles is actually whimsical. That's one of the bands I'd actually describe as whimsical with its sound because there's a lot of like, blink, 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 blink. Like it's a lot of clicks and clacks, a fun little dance, you know, ditties yeah, yeah, yeah. with the little little beeps and bloops. Whereas wanna... something like Car Bomb is way more oppressive with what it's trying to do. Yeah, it is more oppressive. Um, the the last thing I'll say is that I I do think it's a hundred percent appropriate that Battles was featured on uh, uh, Little Big Planet because I think Little Big Planet. <laughs> Honestly, it gives me a good visual of what battle sounds like. I agree. Yeah, it was 100%. a good choice, and that's how I like found a patchwork ba- uh, battles. of different things mm-hmm. all coming together to create like a rhythm and and funness. It's a shame their song is only in one level. Yeah, Atlas is only in like one level while everything's on fire or something. Yeah, and it's like, all right, I guess. I, I don't mean, remember. hey, well, we found <laughs> we found Atlas through that. Yeah. So yes, if we could suggest another song to everyone, um, Atlas by the Battles, by the Battles, v- very fun, good, and Car Bomb. Do you have any song specifically you want to shout out for Car Bomb? Mm. Don't pull up the list. You brought up the band. You don't no, have anything but... like what's no, the no, 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 be... what's the first song that comes to mind? Forget suggestions because it'll never be the right one, even if you think about it. Oh, like, no, I thought I, about I can't. it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's you the thought right about one. it? Yeah. Like, I can't think what would be the first song I'd show someone for Deer Hunter. I could give them the first song I ever heard, which was City Escape, but that's uh, not entirely what their sound is. So Gratitude. I don't know. Gratitude? Okay. Because yeah. it's the most um, accessible. Hmm. It's not too much. Is it like the Dillinger Escape Plan, though, where it's like. Uh, no, because the Dillinger one Escape song? Plan kind of has this one outlier song. This song is. 
still within the genre, uh-huh. but just a little bit easier to listen to. It's There's the more, more melody in one. there. It's not so it's not so much an assault on your senses. It's the no one knows. I don't know. I feel I, I, or, or, or I go with the flow. Queens of the Stone Age equivalent. I can't think you of, can't really know. No. All no. right. All right. Well, I guess that's fair enough. So I'm going to move off from music. Do you okay. have any other bands you want to bring up before we move on? No, really. Okay. Because I want to we, we do have another segment coming up where we're going to talk about our re- recent music. Okay. And that'll be a thing. But I think I wanted just so that way we have a good solid moment on the podcast. My good friend Julian here, and those listeners who have listened for a while, you'll know why this is such a big deal for me. So Julian just beat Resident Evil 2. Yeah, the right way. And not only, yes, not only did he beat it, he beat it on hardcore, and he did both uh, first run and second run, and I think he did Claire, then Leon, right? Yeah, I did Claire yeah. then Leon second run. So you 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 did the different playthrough than I I did. Oh, but... did you do Leon first? Yes, but oh, did okay. you know that your playthrough is actually the canon one? I figured. Yeah, <laughs> which it's completely weird because I grew up like whatever. I'm well, it was very you know superficial when I was a kid. I'm a boy. I played the boy, and I was like mm. fucking like what nine or some shit. Who knows? Mm. But like playing through that campaign i thought it made sense i didn't ask any questions but apparently yes it's claire a mm-hmm. then leon b mm-hmm. so you going through the game i just kind of wanted to get your your impressions on it and especially now that you've done both scenarios because mm-hmm. when we initially spoke you had just done the first one you just did claire yeah yeah exactly yeah, when we it, had our when nice little starbucks no no yeah, and, yes. and i started leon's but i didn't finish it just because uh-huh. i got to this one part where i lost a lot of progress dissuaded <laughs> me <laughs> uh, well that that'll happen that was about it that'll happen for sure yeah that that's a very resident evil thing yeah imagine you're doing the hardcore uh s plus run that and i espe- did especially if you're trying to do a good run yeah and you're like i know where this is that is that blah, 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 you do a lot and i can't just... save i can only save like three times total if not yeah, at yeah, all yeah, yeah. bro i had to redo an entire playthrough because mr x punched me in a door yeah. And I had to go straight from the beginning. And I was like, oh, oh I can't. <laughs> it hurts. Mr. X. But um, so did you play the original Resident Evil 2 by chance or no? No. No. Okay. So this is completely its own experience. But you did play Resident Evil 1 remake. Yes. And you did stop playing that one. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to get your idea of why. what made you continue playing this one and made you stop playing the remake. What what made you continue? The remake was on two remake. The remake is harder. Which remake? Uh, Resident Evil One. Okay. Uh, cause cause I tried to play it faithful to uh-huh. how they did it back then with the the tank controls. Right. On the hardest difficulty. May not have been the best because dis- back then. No, it was you fine. Didn't need to do it that hard to begin with. But, but... It, it's kind of like what happens with with any hard game. It's like. Once you hit that wall, because you are going to hit an eventual wall, it's like you got to mm. keep coming back to it. And I just wasn't down to keep coming back to it. It, it was just, you know, you know, so like how some people drop Dark Souls. Right. Right. They, like right. they're like, oh, I did this. And then, uh, and I didn't have fun with that experience. Yeah. Yeah. But Resident Evil 2, especially on how you played it, which was hardcore, yeah. you know, the, no, Resident Evil 2 was easier than RE1. Oh, okay. Is yeah. is it really the camera angles that made that big of a difference? It's really the mouse keyboard having. Wait, good you aim. played mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I played mouse. Oh, and keyboard. yeah. You. Yeah. I don't think you can play Resident Evil with mouse and keyboard like the re- the first remake. 
Yeah, the, the first remake. You need a controller for... No, I, no, uh, no, no. I played with uh, my PS4. I have it on oh, the PS4. Yeah, I'm okay. About, I'm sorry. I'm talking about RE2. Yeah, okay. So it was just easier Resident on Evil 2 remake controls. is easier than Resident Evil 1 remake. Mm. You were asking me what's my favorite character to play yes. as. Uh, Claire. Claire. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Just and, and it purely has to do with the... It, she makes for a better survival horror experience correct right right just because you don't she's just civilian Mm -hmm. she carries a gun maybe because her brother probably taught her to or maybe she comes from a family cops or something but that's about it yeah and she just has to deal with the situation Mm -hmm. leon has some experience and it's not a lot though it's not a lot because when people do bring that up they're like yeah claire's got no experience and she's really just going at i'm like i agree with you but leon also was supposed to be on his first day at work yes you know what i mean and granted he did go to police academy training but not zombie academy training but he's also the other thing that kind of like the one scene Mm -hmm. that really made me go what leon (laughs) is one so dutifully stupid oh like, yeah oh i know what scene yeah, you're talking ex- about i know the exact scene you're gonna fucking talk about too is <laughs> it's it with that ben bordelusi huh is it with ben the guy that gets yeah the yeah. guy we, we did spoiler warning don't worry yeah we're, we're good no i just forgot no it's it's the one forget. It's, it's the, the one it's... moment in the game where he's still already six leon because that was that was the problem with leon as he came out later was that he became more focused on saving lives, even if it made no sense on how you could save them. He'd be looking at security cam footage of a guy mm-hmm. getting eaten, right? Mm-hmm. And he'd go, let's go. Uh-huh. What, are you, what are you gonna do, Leon? What are you gonna do when you get there? You're gonna find a zombie yeah. eating a body. What, what, gonna what, kick what, it. And then you're gonna kill a zombie, and you're gonna feel sad. He's gonna roll That's, on the uh, ground, He doesn't roll on the ground <laughs> and kick it, and somersault smash it and akimbo because we're talking about re6 six, right? yes yeah. with his double kick yes yeah. so comparing because since you didn't play the original i'd like you to to compare well first off did you like the gameplay of this remake i thought the way it was paced in the structure it of was it. i thought it was really good yeah okay yeah, yeah. all right so I, I like that you don't have to kill the zombies mm-hmm you could do this like almost mini game with their body wow that's a really good way of wording that you Holy know it's shit. like it's you, a mini game in each encounter every limb every shot you do is like a percentage to stun uh-huh. and you get a different effect depending on where you shoot them right so on the legs the knees the head i don't i never tried the shoulders or anything like that no but you that's a really good point because a lot of people bring up the combat in resident evil is very simplistic you just stay in one spot and shoot mm-hmm. but it's like no it's always a, a give or take probability it, thing you it's know like when I mean? you look at the zombie and you're aiming it's almost like think of vats for a second <laughs> yeah but you have to adapt as it's moving yeah you know what it's I mean? real-time vats R- yeah essentially but i like that so yeah so you got that feeling too because you look at resident evil 5 and yeah you are aiming at body shots but it's only so that you can run up and yeah, punch yeah, yeah, them. yeah yeah and in this so one like it's like thing the zombies in this game don't have a set health thing for all zombies mm. they each have varying levels and that's uh, how the game handles that uh, okay. um so when you kill a zombie you don't know if it's dead because yeah. it could come up whenever you come by the zone again which i think is immensely clever yeah um and definitely keeps the tension going um but uh yeah so comparing something like resident evil 5 to resident evil 2 the pacing wise this appeals to you more because it's more of a 
It's not I, I, hard I, for the sake of being hard, but I do like planning my routes, my routes mm-hmm. that I'm going to take. Yes. Is that yes. something you don't really do in, in RE5 or RE6? You kind of lose that. Well, in RE5 and 6, and even in 4, it's really about going from point A to point B. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. And that and yeah, so I'm I'm really happy, okay, because you're you're picking up all the things that I was shouting about that we were losing mm-hmm. with the other games. Like the reasons why I like Resident Evil are because of everything you're saying. Okay. You know what I mean? So I feel I'm, like we're yeah. for, I feel like we're forgetting RE7. Oh, well, yeah. RE7 is Is RE7 it back. the bastard child of Resident no, Evil? No, no. RE7 is actually a really clever, um, soft reboot of Resident Evil. Do you think it, Do you think the fact One? that it's in first person, it's a detriment to, like, how people no. remember it? No. I, yeah, actually... Yes to you your can't question with your, with your character. No to that one. Yes to your question before because for some reason the internet has this thing where it's like, oh, if it's first person, it just can't be Resident Evil anymore, even though it has the same gameplay and uses the fact that you can't see past your peripheral vision to its advantage by spawning enemies and doing a lot of clever shit. <laughs> Resident Evil Seven is actually very clever, and I'm shocked that it ended up being as good as it was. Mm-hmm. It was a focused experience in mm-hmm. one location that mm-hmm. had you exploring the map, exp- planning your routes. There was a mini game whenever you fought an enemy. Mm-hmm. Everything you're saying, and God damn it, Julian, you're so good at talking about these things. This is why I want to have you on the show more often. Um, because for those of you listening, Julian turned me on to Demon Souls. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, Dark that, Souls. No, Demon Souls. You played Demon Souls? Yeah. Like, like when I know we were you playing did, but I thought big... you did. I thought you actually played Dark Souls. No, oh, okay. we were playing it when you imported it from Japan. Oh. Oh. You had a you, your the P, your PS3 was the first PS3 I ever played, oh. and you had Little Big Planet and some other games. I think Rock Band and Demon Souls and Demon Souls. And when I played that at first, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of weird. It's not really holding my hand." And having that sort of like, "You're here." Yeah. It's not hard for the sake of being hard like Dark Souls 2 where it's Mm. actively trying to fuck you. Mm. It wants you to learn its mechanics and it wants you to succeed, but it's not going to give it to you either. You have to pick it up on your own. And I'm just really happy to hear that Resident Evil managed to give that to you. Yeah, 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 definitely. I was thinking about that But you have to play hardcore. Yeah, I like playing hardcore. Right, because I did it in how many saves... I mean, getting killed by... I got a C rank on my first run. You think it's bad? Well, that's not bad at all. Well, you can't get lower than C, so... Oh, okay. Um, It's probably because I saved too much. I didn't want to save a lot, but it was my first time. And the thing is that, like... No, you should have. It's your first time. Of course you would. (laughs) The the most infuriating thing about uh, that this game is that... you save before a boss, and after you beat a boss, you want to save again. Yes. Because you don't want to fight the boss. Oh, my God. So you're doing all these saves. Uh-huh. These, like, there's, and like, maybe ribbons, six man. saves in there. Your where, ink ribbons. Yeah, you, you you have to use them because you're like, if I die, I got to redo the boss uh-huh. and then do this again. But you know you're going to go into a boss fight, so you want to save before it. Right. But then you want to save after it, too. Oh, my God. This is such... I want to have a full RE2 podcast, if possible, because I can go for days about this. Because, dude, honestly... So that, that blew up my saves. My answer to that dilemma that you have right now, always save before boss fights. And redo them if redo you Redo them. Because you want to know why? When you do them once, you learn the gimmick. Once yeah. you know the gimmick... Then you want the perfect run every single time. But here's the thing. I got slapped two times. This when time. you go back because you fucked up and have to fight that boss again, you have a chance of going through it 
better with more equipment than you did the first time you beat it. Mm-hmm. Let's say it took me 20 shotgun shells. Well, that's a lot. Five shotgun shells and like 15 pistol rounds to kill something. And I took two hits. What if I redo that boss fight? I don't take a single hit, but I waste a little bit more ammo. You see what I mean? Like you get off with maybe the benefit of having more health this time yeah. for the next area. It keeps it fresh because the variables are always there. Oh, uh, you know, you just reminded me of something. <laughs> I also really enjoyed Leon's second uh, playthrough because mm. you can't make pistol ammo. You can't. You can only pick up ammo. You can't. You can't do to. Um, really? I thought you could. No. no. Oh. The only pistol you can make shotgun ammo. Uh huh. You can't make pistol ammo. Because when, well, you, combine you, the the, when you combine yeah. the, the gunpowder, you get the nine millimeter ammo. Mm-hmm. They want you using the forty five. I yeah. think. Yeah. So you can't make forty five ammo. Yeah. So that segment at the end, really quick, because we were talking about when we went to coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that section at the end where G is eating the train. And you have to yeah. just shoot and empty everything into mm-hmm. it. I did Claire in that thing. Oh, okay. And her weapons are horrible for that uh... fight. The grenade launcher does not stun. Yeah. You know what I mean? That thing, it doesn't stun. Well, I I, I kind of found out that uh, it doesn't start taking damage until the eye comes out. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, even then, I died like 30 like, times. The whole entire first minute uh-huh. is just a cutscene. Yeah. So don't waste your ammo. Don't even shoot it. Don't even shoot it. And it moves closer and you move back. Don't even shoot it then. Eye comes out. You do a couple magnet shots and two rocket launchers Uh because you use two to kill um, uh, X. X. Uh You still have two left over. Uh So you do those two plus the magnums and then it's dead. I think it's funny too because when you beat the X fight, it gives you that rocket launcher and you have two or three. It doesn't feel satisfying. What do you mean? Which one? The the X fight? Because they give me the weapon to kill them. Oh, no, but you you can technically fight him without him if you want. But mm-hmm. it it's supposed to be you already fought him to the point where you, you killed him. You can't kill him before that, right? No, no, no. The That's whole bullshit. thing is you need to use the rocket launcher yeah. to finish it off. You Technically, you beat him. You just need the rocket launcher to finish it. Think the, the I did, whirling sword from Dark Souls I 3. I died you multiple know? times during uh-huh. that fight. And I said, what happens if I just surround avoiding him until the rocket launcher drops? I think the place blows up. No. No, it, it drops? It drops. Oh. And then you just rocket launch room. Oh, I guess he could do that, I guess. I know. But he can instant kill you. I don't know. Just be careful. I, no, he can. It's bullshit. I just like how they give you two extra rounds, and if you're not doing the B scenario, you don't have to worry about G in the train, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're just getting to the train in the first yeah. place. So with those two extra rounds, when you turn the corner, the door opens, and there's like five zombies coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you, you be- blow them up. Isn't that fucking hilarious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like, oh, I'm finally out of here. The door opens, four fucking zombies. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, wait. <laughs> the oh, whole thing used, explodes. I guess I used one missile on the last boss, the one that eats the train. I had one missile left over. Right. I just think it's funny that they set it up that way. Yeah, yeah. That there's that one door at the end, and yeah. they give you a rocket launcher. They're yeah. like, do it. <laughs> Waste one, you sub one more. Just do it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, no, but yeah, I did no. it. I was like, uh... Resident Evil 2 is an experience. Um, I highly recommend doing the tofu bone if you like the, the challenge of it. Mm-hmm. You might like Fourth Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely is a rush. Yeah. Uh, but uh, beyond that, um, I'll wait until Adrian's on the show for us to discuss a little bit more on RE2. Yeah. Um, but before we end out the show, we already kind of talked about um, music and stuff we were listening to. But do you have any recent games you've been playing? Let's see. What did I? What the hell what was did I that? Write down here. Oh, yeah, I have a couple ones. Oh. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna list them, and if you want me to talk about, it, you tell me which one you want me to talk about. Yes, please. The, the long dark. 
Okay, I have no idea what that is. Go ahead. Total Warhammer 2. Okay, the RTS. Death Stranding. Ah, so you finally are playing that. Yeah, I've been playing it. I took a little break from it uh, because you can spend a lot of time like doing miscellaneous things and then you can like... I have it downstairs, but I haven't touched it yet. You haven't touched it? No. I, I have a feeling I know what it is now. What do you mean? Like, just from how people have talked about it, is it just MGS5's open world map-like thing and you're just like delivering things from point A to point B with a very MGS5 kind of control scheme? Or V? No, not really. No? Like, it... Kojima has good controls, but it, it's like MGS5 and like, yeah, it's open world. But what Kojima does that's very cool and interesting is that like, you know, when you play all their open world games and after a while you're, you just, you come down, you come down to the gameplay mechanics. What, what's, mm-hmm. what's the game at its core? Cause this is just a big arena and we're just driving right. around point A to point B, shoot people on the head, um, <laughs> depending on what you're doing, yeah. uh, stealth kill people from uh-huh. a distance, use the bow from a distance and take the base. Right. 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 That's what every open world game is. Kojima makes the game happen in between the locations through traversal. The mm-hmm. traversal is very... Um, That's the journey. The moment to moment is the adventure and it makes you constantly think about what's happening in the moment as you're traveling. Okay. And it, and it takes... Point it's, B doesn't matter. It's Oregon Trail. Kind of. <laughs> but it's kind of like... But yeah, more immersive in that sense. I it's not that, that it's just... It, it just... It makes the world feel more alive, mm. even though it's really barren. Mm. It just... I definitely need to get into it finally. I might yeah, stream at one point. Um, and also Total War Warhammer. Total Warhammer. Yes. Oh, man, um, I don't know. It's an RTS. Yeah. It's really good. It is really good. I, I wish <laughs> I could explain it more. I've been playing it a lot today. I think I sunk like four hours into it. I... I, I, I I loaded it up after waking up at like four o'clock this morning because I watched a tabletop. Uh, oh people my god! Playing tabletop Warhammer Forty K. So I'll here's play the tabletop with you. That by the way, I have to show you this. Anyways. We have tabletop simulator. We can do any tabletop okay. game. Okay. Like so, this was like it's called um, Forty and Thirty. Okay. So the Warhammer series, right? There's mm-hmm. two different ones. There's Warhammer, Warhammer Forty K. Yes. 40K is the future space one. Yes. You're like 40,000. Right. Warhammer, the original War... Well, I don't know if it's the original. I don't know which one came first. Mm-hmm. The other one's basically like your... your um, it's not... It's not... It's not um, goblins or or orcs. It, is it fantasy it's, still? It's fantasy. Okay. It's a Tolkien fantasy. Okay. So they All have right. Two I see where things. you're going. So I saw the tabletop of Warhammer 40K, which is uh-huh. really cool. And I was like, oh, they have so many cool concepts. Like their designs on their on their monsters and their armies are mm-hmm. really like visceral and cool. Um, and so I was like, okay. I, I had bought in the game at, at the summer sale. So I was like, okay, I installed it. I want to try it. I wasn't into it at first because uh-huh. I'm not into elves. <laughs> okay. You know? And and like why, I don't know. It's a little bit more boring. Elves? What it's, the fuck? They're just boring. They're just boring. They're boring. Yeah, at least orcs are hot. It's like Final <laughs> Fantasy 14. <laughs> Everyone's beautiful. Who cares? Everyone's be- even the fucking ugly ones are beautiful in yeah, Final Fantasy. Like, I, I don't know. I like things that have a little bit more like edge well, it's or, more realistic in yeah, that sense. Yeah. That, that they but when that. you actually get down to the gameplay, it's just base management, resource management, the whole world. You have like forty different 
clans on the map oh my um, gosh each vying for like space and creating alliances and betraying and you're trying to create your army and is it more it's like all... civ or age of empires it's more like civ okay in the open world but when you go into when you go into battle uh-huh. you actually load into a map and you you set up your armies and do like an engagement between the two where you oh, take like neat. elevation into elevation elevation uh-huh. into account um the woods that you're in the environment you're in the castle you're in Damn. and you do like siege warfare so that entirely two different gameplay modes yes just right there that's interesting i mean i have one warhammer game but it looked more like an rts kind of like age yeah. of empires thing it's you have you to try it you really dawn do. of war war that's dawn? the 40k universe yeah. okay yeah. which is more of like, I like a... the edgy ones there might be like satan worshippers or some crazy yeah shit. yeah chaos yeah. they're cool i like they're their, their really designs. cool their designs are pretty fucking cool. cool i actually uh in mine you could go with like the the beautiful nice elves and i was like fuck that i'm playing i'm playing the bad guy in this one it's so much better to play as a bad guy well in the game like that where it's about conquering land it's like you know he's like you click on something and he's like i need more mayhem (laughs) (laughs) what was it in diablo like oh my chaos meter is full my my uh, uh my sad bar is gone. No, my despair meter or whatever the fuck. I need more despair. I need it's more like, wrath. I need, oh, I need more wrath. <laughs> yeah, Diablo was Not a fucking a trip. Um so um any movies? Um I saw Marriage Stories. Marriage Stories? Featuring Adam Driver. <gasps> oh, I heard that movie was really good. It is very good. You liked it? I hated it. <laughs> i hated it because it was so good okay and it made me feel agonizing feelings inside it hurt it, like it hurt me because of the it was effective. things occurring it was really effective right and it got to me i mean what else could you ask for and it made me cry no shit yeah don't feel bad i've cried in movies no i know it but it, i i don't like that i don't <laughs> stop it, it put made, it away because i'm just like this is too real, man. Like, did you see stop. Hereditary by chance? No, I didn't see Hereditary. There's but one... I heard about the. I heard about like some what? parts in it. I heard some stuff in there. Oh, so you may know the part I'm gonna. T- I might allude that to. Do with the girl. May yeah. That the one scene. Spoiler alert. No, I'm not spoiler alerting okay. it. But there's a scene, and then the boy going home afterward. Oh, I think I heard about this. Co- the, oh, I can't. I have a hard time rewatching it. Yeah. It hits me on like a guttural level yeah. of guilt, not sadness, but I feel gu- like yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say why, obviously, but you'll know why if you see the scene, and mm-hmm. I feel it with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And Adam mm-hmm. Driver, he's a really good actor. I really wish he was in more films besides Star Wars. No, he's in more films besides that. Um, oh, he does oh, he was Scarlett Johansson. Movie. Yes, him and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Red and Letter Media. This shows me that she's not that, you know, one trick pony that I thought she was. Ah, yes. See, yeah. that's what Red Letter Media was saying. They do all these popular like AAA crazy movies, whatever. Yeah. And then I know I used a game term, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they do all those movies, but then they do a movie like Marriage Problems. You said Marriage, marriage Stories. Marriage Stories, just to sort of like yeah. flesh out what they can do as actors. Yeah. It's. I I I, I kind of want to say like the story is very balanced, and it's just like uh, an examination of life. Mm-hmm. And um, a very and it's good called one. Marriage Stories, so there's arguments. 
and stuff like that. But like, wait, arguments in marriage? Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. I think you're making that up. But uh, yeah, I suggest you check it out. There's a movie I'm gonna watch though. There's this movie that I wanted to go see yesterday, but uh-huh. it wasn't in theaters for some reason. Not on Wednesday at no movie theater. I want to see 1917. 1917. You, you ever no. heard about it? It no. won like a Golden Globe Award recently. No. I um, still need to see a lot of movies though. So, so it's a World War One story. I figured with 1917. Yeah, um, <laughs> like it's actually a futuristic tale. <laughs> the premise is that uh, these soldiers are given some information that could help save other soldiers' lives. Like these the soldiers um on the other part of the battlefield or somewhere else they're going into they're going to go do like a, a what do they call it like an operation okay but it's actually set up and like hundreds of men will die if they oh can't God. get this information to it so it's these two soldiers journey through the world war one battlefield with all the despair like mm-hmm. that comes along with it all done in one single continuous shot oh the whole movie the whole movie Oh God! Think about the cinematography for that. Yeah. Okay, but, but I mean, and yes, they do use a couple camera tricks, like maybe here and there, like an explosion should, happens, and because I, and I get the, camera. the one take gimmick is cool. I get that, like it, it is a gimmick in the end. It's impressive, but like some people do it just for the sake of it, and it doesn't. You're, it, it doesn't look natural because you're trying to adhere to this one take thing, and some movies do it really well. So don't get me wrong; it happens, of course. But like, uh, what was that horror movie? Um, there's, I forgot, oh my god, what was it called? Uh, the Bye Bye Man. Mm-hmm. There's I a scene in it. that where the intro is a guy with a shotgun and he kills his whole family in one shot. And then there is in the Old Boy remake. I think that's all in one shot where he kills all his family. And it's like, it's not the one shot is cool, but it doesn't have to be the only substance of the film. I guess, but I'm scared. That's I, why, you know. I've only. I mean, you should still see. No, it, I'm obviously. gonna see it, but I I feel like this one's different. Mm-hmm. You know, based on like how people have talked about it, because I, I I get it. Like one long continuous shot, it's kind of like a boner for cinematography. Yeah. Like you know, they're like, oh, um, what's the guy who did um, The Shining? He has a couple oh, continuous long shots. Yeah, yeah. The people just go crazy over it's like d- well, does that mean it's a better superior uh way of filming no but, but it was it was more than it was just that it was just one continuous shot though the thing about that movie in particular with the shining the layout of the hotel makes no sense so when you see a continuous shot of a hallway that leads into somewhere that doesn't actually exist on the other side of the hallway mm-hmm. it's impressive because you're mm-hmm. like what the hell i'm disoriented mm-hmm. and it's not just the sake that it is one shot yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I hope it's good. I hope it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you better tell me what it's like, and um, I'm gonna just burn through my things real quick. Um, because I already talked about Joker here on the, I haven't the podcast. Seen it. You haven't seen it? I don't plan on it. Okay. Well, you don't you don't plan on it? Why? No. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. Hmm. Well, is it because you don't want to see another DC film? Is that what you're trying to go for? Like you're just tired of the superhero formula or something? I, I am tired of the superhero formula. But I also think I need a, like, I feel like I've been getting too much news about it. And if I see it, I'm going to come in with a certain impression. I kind of, if I want to see it, I'm going to well, watch it yeah. when I don't have that impression. You're going to, you're going to have that, um, I need to see it in like, again, no I need to see what. it in like two years from now. Well, it's, it's no matter what you do, the internet has already like, 
have this this stigma around the movie already well, like you can't but are you gonna hold that against the film you're never gonna see it because the internet ruined it for you like no you know, i just i want to enjoy it <laughs> and i'll tell you what like i personally have not been a huge fan of the more more recent dc films but mm-hmm. joker was actually a a a good film in the sense that it was well put together i like that it was focused that that's my thing with me. You know me in survival horror. Like I don't want your character going to oh he goes to China then Russia and then he goes to Europe and then he goes to to fucking America South America. Like I don't need globe trotting. Like the I second like... season of Death Note. Oh my god! Listen, uh, Ray, oh god, what was the character's Ray Palmer? No, fuck. Uh, uh, Roy something. Fuck, I ruined my own joke. The uh-huh. Americans that come in and help near. Oh yeah. But anyway, but that. No- that thing got international. Yeah, and we're, I was like, whoa. They, movies sometimes have a need to be like, oh, we need to be expansive. We're in uh, New York now, and da da da. I like it where you're in one location, you focus on one character, and the movie is about that character's yeah. arc. So I, I highly recommend Joker just seeing it on your own. Try not to let the internet stigma yeah. be a part of it. There are a couple scenes that you're going to go, oh, okay, that's because of the fans. But beyond that, the movie's actually really well done. And Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin. does a great performance. I bet. And I'd love to break it down with you later. Um, only other things I'm going to bring up is just uh, the, the recent game I've been playing. Mm-hmm. I played Paunch. Which is a, a game oh, about Paunch. yes, P A U N C H yeah. is a game about big large men pushing each other. Yeah. Um. Really, a lot of the game is about throwing rocks at each other. Is it, it is superior weapon than punching? Is that why? Yeah, because you could throw it, you know, and and it's about aiming it with the mouse. So it, it really it, was surprisingly is deep. It finicky. Yeah, you that's, could say that's, that. That's where the fun is. Yeah, that's where the that's, that's definitely where, think, where the fun is. I saw it and I was like, if they apply physics to this and like some momentum and like velocity, uh huh, then that's fun. But yeah, if it's just like shooting a gun where it's like ah uh, click. No, the, the 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 throw has you know momentum and velocity and everything, but the actual characters they have a, like elevation has nothing. Like I, there's no. Oh, you, you can run into each other because the whole point is to knock over the other person, and you're birthed out of the rocks that are around you. Not okay. only are they weapons, they're your spawn points. Okay. So you throw rocks, and then they'll spawn out of a rock. But anyway, um, you could also crash into each other, and whoever mm-hmm. falls loses. I don't know. It, it was a fun game. We did it on the stream. If you're interested in checking it out, it's on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other game I played was more Outbreak, because Outbreak is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I Oh, what's your opinion on Outbreak now? Oh, I love it. The online... I, I can't believe they never tried this formula again. They tried it once, and like every moment, every game after that that tried to be multiplayer Resident Evil mm-hmm. ended up being some sort of military esque either deathmatch or point A to point B. Mm-hmm. It stopped being about the very things that you were talking about. Yeah. It, it it does in Outbreak. It's about that. Yeah. In fact, it's way harder in Outbreak. The yeah. puzzles and clues are designed for you and more people to figure it out together. So I don't if you ever get the chance to have a good you have a good PC, you might be able to get it to work. It works really well. And yeah. if I can get it working for you, I think it'd be a fun time. Um regardless, I think that's everything we got. Um I just want to say thank you so much, Julian, for joining me on the show today. My pleasure. Um this was a little bit of a, a prototype uh fan freaks podcast and music podcast. Mm-hmm. We really don't have a name or anything for it yet. But uh as we said, it's prototype. So more m- much like proto tyrant. Resident Evil Zero. You have to play Zero. 
where all the enemies uh, are giant animals and <laughs> bugs. That's zero. That's part of the reason I didn't play zero. <laughs> hey man, Rebecca. It's funny because in zero, like it's a, even Leon Claire. What, what, what virus is in the? It's T virus in Z. It, everything before two is, is it, T. Is it because the giant snake was big in the in, in RE one that they sure. were like? Yeah. Now everything gets big. Yeah, I mean that's the, what happens it, to animals. They canonically, just canonically no. They're supposed to. Okay, the T virus makes them big. The G virus makes them mutate. That's the difference. T virus. Yeah, I know it's really stupid, but the except G, dogs. The G virus adds eyeballs. Yeah. Except dogs. Yeah, I guess yeah. dogs but, don't get big. No, they stay the same. Natural reaction. They just <laughs> turn to zombie dogs. I don't know, but either way, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Yeah. I look forward to doing more podcasts in the future. We love you guys very much out there for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Fan Freaks Podcast. Take care. Take care. <laughs>